Welcome to Sacred Work, a podcast here to guide you through the inner work that allows you to share your light and do sacred work in the world. I am your host, Taylor Ray, manifestation coach and spiritual business mentor. And here we talk all things manifestation, abundance, impact, stepping into your purpose and creating the reality your soul came here for. It is my true desire to empower you to awaken to who you really are so you can quantum shift your life and business. You're here in Divine Timing Beauty. Let's dive in. Okay, so a lot of you loved the episode that I did recently on how to increase conversion rates with just one simple thing when it comes to making sales on sales calls. You guys love that episode. I got so many beautiful DMs and I'm so excited to see a lot of you really implementing that strategy about showing up and serving and creating value on your sales calls rather than just focusing on making the sale. So that's massive. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, that is episode 271. And as a result of, you know, the beautiful feedback that I got on that episode, I decided let's take it a next step further. So let's talk today about what to do if your sales calls aren't converting. And I'm going to give you four must know tips that you can implement right away. Okay, so if you already listened to episode 271, then you know how important it is to be of service. Okay, I'm not gonna cover that off again today in this episode. I'm gonna give you four new ones. So the first thing that I want to ask you, and this isn't even one of the tips, this is just something I want you to consider, is the importance of understanding your numbers. Like, are your sales calls converting or are they actually not? Like. You need to know, you need to be doing your calls. You need to be looking at, you know, on average, what is the rough percentage of people that I'm closing versus those that I'm not? If you don't understand your numbers, if you're not looking at the data and you're just making the assumption that, oh my God, it's not working. um, I'm just not getting the results that I want, but you're just kind of like making that up based on how you feel in a given moment then that's not an accurate representation. And that realistically isn't telling you much. Like you really need to know if it is working or not. So as a baseline, I'm gonna give you this. You would at least wanna be closing one in four people on calls. So about 25%. If you're doing that, you're actually doing well. That is a great industry average for closing on sales calls. So do your numbers, figure it out. What is your percentage in terms of closes? And then figure out from there if it's actually much better than you thought or if maybe there's room for improvement. If there is room for improvement, then the first tip that I have for you is to really think about your pitch transition. Now, if you listen to episode 271, I spoke about how to make sure you are being of value on your calls. A lot of conversations I have with clients is then like, how do you go from just providing value to then making the sale? And this is crucial. It's so important that we have a seamless transition and we move ourselves into the pitch in an effortless way. We move ourselves into the point where we're then talking about our service And what I have for you with this is to really remember that when you are giving away value, you're giving away the what, not the how. Okay. So when you are transitioning to the pitch, you can ask your client or your potential client, I should say, we're really just affirming that it's already done, but you can ask the person that you've been speaking to, like, has this helped? Have you gotten a lot of value out of this? They're going to say, yes, I have no doubt about it. And then you can say, amazing. Well, here's what it would look like for us to do this together. Would you like my help with this? You're asking them to give you permission to talk about that next step. 
they're more than likely going to say yes. They're going to be interested. If you've provided a lot of value, you've shown them what's possible, okay, they're then likely going to be like, wow, I loved this. I want to know more about how we could work together. So ask them, you know, do you want more information on what this would be like if I was to do this for you or do this with you, depending on what your service is, okay? So when it comes to transitioning to the pitch, ask permission, essentially. Get them to say yes, and that gives you an open space to then talk about your offer. The second must-know tip that I have for you is to remember the importance of objection handling. Okay, this one is huge. A lot of the time, you know, we get really nervous about this. We think, oh my God, if they say no, it's over. And it definitely isn't. Sometimes people just need a little bit extra information. If they are saying no straight away and they have an objection, a lot of the time, it's really just a different way of saying I'm not sure if the value is there for me or I don't have enough information to know if this is right for me yet. Okay, so really take that approach when it comes to positioning your offer. If you initially get a bit of pushback, a bit of resistance, give yourself permission to handle the objection in a way that, you know, feels good for all people. We're all about selling being of service, but do give yourself permission to ask, to clarify like, okay, cool. So I hear you. I hear that, you know, maybe the fear that you have about not having enough time. Let's talk Talk about that. Why do you feel like you don't have enough time for this program at the moment? You know, and then you can dive into that and help them to see why maybe they do have the time or it's not as time intensive as they thought. And then they're happy and ready to go ahead. So I'm not going to go into how to handle different objections. I have an episode on that episode 268. If you want to go and check that out, I talk about five different ways to handle pricing objections on sales calls. But essentially the biggest tip for you here is to make sure that you give yourself permission to overcome objections. Objections. Okay, before we dive into the third one, I want to remind you that I have a free guide that includes 10 must-know secrets when it comes to scaling to 10K months in your business as a coach or as a course creator. This is a big and in-depth guide. If you think I give away a lot on the podcast, wait till you read this guide. There's 20 something pages. I'm breaking down the strategy for you. I'm giving away a lot in this guide and it is free for you to download right now. You can head to the link in the show notes below. Super easy. Pop your email in and I will send it instantly across to you. Like I said, if you love what's in here, you're going to love this is 10 secrets for you for scaling to consistent 10K months in your business. So go ahead and download that now. Okay, on to tip number three, which is all about the follow-up. This is one that is so often missed and this has a huge impact on your conversion rates is really what's happening after the call. So there's lots of different paths that we can go down here and I teach a lot on this inside of Sacred Society, but I want to give you a top level overview today and to remind you that it's really important that you actually do follow up. So you're sending an email, you're telling them, you know, hey, we spoke on the call. Here's a summary of what we spoke about. Here's the invitation. Hopefully, you know, and this kind of alludes to the fourth tip for you, but hopefully you have closed the sale on the call. But if not, follow up, send an email, tell them what you spoke about, give them action steps, give them the invitation to enroll, give them cutoffs, bonuses, boundaries, things like that. What can you do to incentivize the closing of the sale? And if they don't close then and there, Make sure you mark it down if you've got a CRM or you've got a spreadsheet, something that's like managing your customer relationship. Make a note, follow up with them a month later, six weeks later, touch base. I've had people who at the time were not a great fit. They weren't ready. They weren't able to make the financial investment, whatever it was. 
They've then come back because of the follow-up, you know, two months later, oh my gosh, actually, I'm so grateful to hear from you. The timing's right. Let's go. And then they've enrolled in a mastermind or in private coaching. So don't think that just because it doesn't happen then and there it's over. The power is in the follow-up. Okay. And the last and final tip that I have for you is this. I'm going to ask you a question, actually. Are you taking money on the call? Like, are you closing the sale on the call or are you always saying, cool, I'll send you an email with the link to make the payment and you're letting them leave without closing the sale then and there. Because if you are doing that instantly, the likelihood of a conversion goes down. The second that you get off the call with someone, that conversion rate drops, okay? The likelihood of them actually coming through declines. So I encourage you to make sure that you are ready to take payment on a call. Have your payment links ready. However you process a payment, make sure that that is ready so that you can do that on the call with them. If you can incentivize, you know, the purchase on the call, fantastic. And make sure that you aim to do that because it's going to be a likelier chance that they will actually close if you provide the opportunity to do so on the call. Okay, so I hope that this has helped you. Like I said, four must-know tips for increasing your sales call conversions. First and foremost, check your numbers. Make sure you actually know if they're converting or not. Um, The first tip that you had is to make sure that you are transitioning into the pitch, making sure that that is smooth, it's effortless, it should feel really good for both you and your potential client. The second tip is to make sure that you are handling objections, so not necessarily taking no straight away and shutting down, but giving an opportunity for more information. The third is to remember the power of the follow-up and to not just tap out once it doesn't happen on the call. There's lots that you can do after the call. And the fourth thing is to make sure that you are providing an opportunity and hopefully an incentive to actually enroll on the call, to take that payment then and there. I hope that this has helped you. I would love to know, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at this is Tayray. Which of those four tips stood out to you the most? Was it number one, the pitch? Was it number two, objection handling? Was it number three, the follow-up? Or was it number four, taking payment on the call? Send me a DM right now. Let me know which one stood out to you the most. I would love to know. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Angel. I appreciate you so much. I'm sending you all the abundant vibes for your beautiful business and I will see you next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. For more resources to support your expansion as you manifest your desires, make sure you check out my website at www.taylorray.com.au. I'm sending you all the love and I'll see you back here soon.